Hello, hello there. This is Stan Janowski, also known as Victor Crumb, and you are listening to Paging Mr. Potter. <laughs> Mr. Potter. Harry Potter is a book. We will read it page by page. Come and join us if you dare. <laughs> I want something elf to get me through this potions and charms kind of class, baby, baby. (laughs) Genuine. I started too high and I couldn't come back. Dude, that song is good. It's a fucking track. You know that song's actually got a really um dark underside. Like it's actually about like drug addiction and um melancholia. Ooh, melancholia. Shit. It might not be about melancholy, but you know. I think it's actually about John Mellencamp. <laughs> I didn't know that. It was written for that movie Melancholia by Lars von Trier, I'm <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. They wrote it like 20 years before that movie came out, like in anticipation. <laughs> Lars said, I've got this project. It's been in development hell for 20 years. Um, I'd love a song called Semi-Charmed Kind of Life. It's hey, a banger. Speaking of, just before we get on to Semi-Charmed Live, speaking of um, John the Cougar Melon Camp. <laughs> uh, I didn't um, think we'd talk about him tonight, but here well, we are. I'd, Especially after we started with Third Eye Blind. I don't know how we got here, but we're here. I remember mm. I was at the barber just getting my hair cut and Hurt So Good came on by John Mellencamp. And we're just having a normal conversation. And then he's like, you know, this is about John Mellencamp trying anal for the first time. <laughs> I was like, wow. He's like, is yeah. that true? He's like, not giving anal. He's like, it's about him like like receiving anal. And it, he's like, it really hurt him, but he loved it. And I was like, Interesting. where did that come from? <laughs> it was, it was, it really so, are you saying that me. cougars enjoy anal sex? Because maybe our Dumbledore for the week could be like, go out, find some kind of feral cat. Yeah, and, um, yeah, 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 yeah. If they like it, as you said... <laughs> Well, the cougar himself... Jesus Christ. The cougar himself did say he liked it. Straight from the cougar's mouth. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure Filch and that uh, Mrs. Norris have a pretty intimate relationship. Pretty similar. It's a pretty similar setup. Pretty similar setup. All a very similar setup. Um, (laughs) Oh, that's right. Mrs. Norris is a cat. I was trying to remember who that was. (laughs) I was was thinking of Mrs. Fig and and I hope she's doing all right. Hey, um, I reckon maybe maybe the Dumbledore for the week isn't fuck a rabid cat in its anus. What else is it going to be, really? Well, maybe it's get... Hey, yourself get fucked in the butt. Because if it's good enough Fire for the cougar, cougar. it's good good enough for me. Fair enough. Hey, um, a couple of points. Yeah. Have I ever have I ever told you the fact about feral cats on this pod? I feel like I might have about how many native animals are killed by feral cats every night. Have no, I already told you? Sounds that? like a massive vibe kill though. But go on. <laughs> Would you want to have a guess? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this is ringing a bell. Maybe you told it to me off the pod, but it was in like the many millions. (laughs) Yeah, every night. What do you mean? Feral cats kill like 75 million native animals every night. And they reckon that's a conservative estimate. No, but does that, that has to include like a native ant or something like. 
I don't think it's ants. I think it's dude. Like, if but they I think had, if like, they get seventy five million native like koalas and bilbies and shit, well, it's not be koalas. Left. They don't kill seventy five million koalas, <laughs> but they kill like. I think it's mostly small things, including like lizards and stuff like that. But still, seventy five million. No, that's, that's a lot. That's insane. I don't hey, think now back to anal sex. Yeah. Do you think third mm-hmm. eye is a reference to the butthole? Oh. Why would that be? I don't know. It's like the. It's like an eye. Brown eye. Yeah, so brown eye. Maybe if it was brown you eye. Two, you got your two normal eyes and you got the brown eye. That's your third eye. <laughs> right, and it's blind. Well, speaking of the proverbial third eye, which may or may not be an anus, that is open we don't to have speculation. to keep talking about it. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of want to bring this up anyway. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this He's got to the you mind guys. that never stops. <laughs> yeah. um, I was in the car the other day flicking through the radio stations now, is Triple M a Sydney-only thing, or do we have to briefly explain it to the no, listeners? No, no, it's, it's uh, all around the country. All around the country. Well, it's the radio station that rocks the hardest. I mean... Yeah, I you couldn't keep that just to Sydney. That wouldn't be fair to the rest <laughs> of Australia. <laughs> That'd just be wrong. Uh, for our international listeners, that I think they stopped playing new music around the time, I think, Green Day's Dookie came out. Approximately, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then they were like, "Yep, music has reached its logical conclusion." Although I do remember with Triple M. Remember Chinese Democracy, that uh, Guns N' Roses album. Oh my god, took yes, them like I ten do, years actually. to make, and they oh. were hyping it up like they were hyping it. Oh my god, oh my god, we're like gonna play it out in full. We're gonna play it like twice in a row. We're gonna play it all night. And they ended up playing, and then it ended up being the worst album ever. And everyone's like, "Can you please stop playing Chinese Democracy?" <laughs> they made it's got a provocative title. I th- almost Chinese feel like democracy. we need to listen and review that album. I, yeah, I, I maybe forgot we'll, that exists. Let's park That's that. so Sorry. funny. Park that for a second. I only bring this up because I heard an ad. It was an ad for Triple M on Triple M. So they were like teasing one of their like, you know, the morning show or something. Mm. And the whole ad was just a soundbite from that show. And it was something like, you know, listen to Moon Man in the morning. And then it cuts to Moon Man in the morning. Oh, and all he says is... Stick it up, you date, you goose. <laughs> and then it just goes, only on Triple M. Yes. That was the whole, well, like, they're right. That's, they're that's right. truth in advertising because that right. would only happen on that Triple M. That was the whole, like, no context. It's just like, this was the high point of that show. Yeah, chuck it in the ad. <laughs> if, you, if you find Moon Man in the morning humorous in any way, I'd love you to write in. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'd be kind of offended if you, like, Enjoy this podcast and Moon Man in the Morning. I'd be offended if there was any crossover there, but if there is, I'd love to hear from you because to me it's baffling. Um, Crazy to be it. like a fully grown man, like he's what well into his fifties now, and insists oh, yeah. insists that people call him the Moon Man. <laughs> the Moon Man, indeed. <laughs> moon man. Um, but the reason I brought up Third Eye Blind was. I've recently discovered... So, did you know the lead singer, Stephen Jenkins, is just like the biggest oh, Jenkins, c- yeah, yeah. cunt in the entire world? And everyone everyone in the music industry hates him. So much so that he even had a feud with Rob Thomas. <laughs> <gasps> Not the songbird of our generation, The Rob songbird Thomas. of our generation. We love Rob Thomas. It takes a lot to... <laughs> so, hold on, let me read you some quotes uh, that other people have said about Stephen Jenkins. Okay, Kevin Cadigan, who's an ex-bandmate, said, Stephen Jenkins is a total megalomaniac freak. He's so narcissistic that he's not even capable of rational thoughts. Uh, the drummer from Jimmy Eat World said, Stephen Jenkins is such a feet fucking creepy douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Um, John Vanderslice, who was like a so- singer-songwriter in the 2000s, said, Stephen Jenkins has caused a lot of misery in his lifetime. He's a net negative as a person. <laughs> <laughs> net negative. <laughs> Every time you say Stephen Jenkins, I just... Think of that old, like, viral, like, YouTube thing of that Leroy, yeah, Leroy Jenkins. Jenkins, that World of Warcraft thing. I can't help but think that might have been Stephen Jenkins. Bit of a dick Maybe move by that guy, too. I think they went on... So, they went on... The feud with Matchbox 20 started when <laughs> they Matchbox 20 invited them on their tour to, like, tour with them. And then Rob Thomas said, he kept making fun of me. He wouldn't stop bullying me. Kept calling me a fat guy because Rob Thomas put on 40 pounds during the tour. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, I mean, kind of respect. Dude, like, so He awesome. did not play the game at all, clearly. I mean, he only ever had that one song as far as I know. And... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's those people that, that are just kind of objectionable. Like they're just rough around yeah, everything. They, they they just feud with everyone. I would, I'd kind of wish I was one of those people. I don't have the balls to be that. Andrew, kind of you're not as far away from that kind of person <laughs> yeah, as you yeah, think, yeah, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be happy to as know. As I was saying that. Very as I was yeah, saying careful that. what you wish for. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> and the cocksureness to just be like, he's just the singer of Third Eye Blind. Like, he's not Kurt Cobain. Like, he's but he just had one song. song. And he's acting as though, like, he's so confident that he's just had this one hit wonder and he just absolutely rips everyone's ass every time he sees them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, speaking of ass, which we've done for most of the pod <laughs> so yeah. far, I just wanted to... We've had some great owl during the week, so I just thought I would um, fill you guys in. So, we had a message from Potiphar Bushrat, who writes in quite <laughs> that often. That is a very... It, it, just, it doesn't sit right with me, <laughs> that phrase. No. So, the, uh, the, the, the context needed here is... I uh, remember last week we were talking about how... DC, the, the, the powers that be at DC, um, were not into Batman eating Catwoman out. That was apparently something that they wanted to do in the Harley Quinn um, TV show, and DC said, absolutely fucking not. That's not what heroes do. And we um, talked about the fact that, you know, in the figurines, it's it's so so long it's been a, it's been a policy of the DC franchise that um, they actually put a magnet in Batman's head mm. and a rever- and the opposite magnet in uh, what's her name uh, Catwoman's uh, vagina region, um, so that the two would never you couldn't you never couldn't the twain shall meet. Exactly, exactly. Well, Bushrat has written in um, with a very good point, and and I quote. Okay, so regarding the DC figurines, if there are opposing magnets on Batman's face and Catwoman's puss, her words, not mine, <laughs> then, the ba- then the back of Catwoman's magnet, a.k.a. the ass, would therefore attract <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Maybe the that, DC guys the were pissed about out. Batman because he exclusively <laughs> eats ass. Oh... <laughs> That is incredible, and so it, that's, like that's waterproof logic. It is. It, it takes a seriously warped mind to think of that, but um, bravo to ya. And he, and speaking of speaking of how warped Bushrat's mind is, I mean, her name's Bushrat. I mean, <laughs> say say no more. But um, she says, uh, which brings me to my next point. And oh, no. look, if this is too disgusting, <laughs> feel free to delete it. Hagrid would, without a doubt, eat ass and puss like a starved maniac. <laughs> 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 he 
he would oh, lap it God. up excitedly like a like a Labrador <laughs> after a, like a someone's holding a tennis ball or something. <laughs> just salivating. Oh God. That was just the end so of her second point. Uh, she said, I'll take no further questions. No, no, well, no, no <laughs> so further questions will be asked. Well, I think we wholeheartedly endorse her comments this week. I mean, logical, oh, disgusting, hilarious, <laughs> difficult to pivot from. So oh, well, just on the, on the topic of our mail, mm-hmm. um, we did get another piece of our mail during the week um, from... Oh, I don't think he... Oh, he, sp- he specifically said, don't you dare say my fucking name. So let's just call <laughs> okay, him Potterfold. Potiphar J. Well, I think he's. I, I think he didn't want to get doxxed like every other Potiphar that's written in. So mm. <clears throat> anyway, he's written in with a game. So yeah, that's coming up later in the pod. Okay, one more point of business before we get into the page. I've got a little bit of NRL news this week, and hold on to your seats because this one is a. Uh, it's a little bit sexy. It's a little bit. You know, Ooh. it's a bit out there, and it comes courtesy sexy. of. Everyone's favourite disgusting rag, the Daily Telegraph, who last oh, week yeah. rated 2021's hottest NRL stars. Hey, that's pretty good for them. That, that would no- I would normally expect them to be like ranking the hottest like um, women featured in the sex tapes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and well, it's something that people need to know about. Um, so, <laughs> they're <laughs> definitely in the public interest, this one. So... The headline is, it'd be a sin to bin these boys. Ooh. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. All right. Guess some of the female fans involved with the rugby league. I like it. Where have all the hot footy players gone? Opines the Daily Telegraph's Jonathan Moran. Good point. Remember the <laughs> likes of E.T. Craig Wing, Sonny Bill Williams, Ryan Girdler, and David the Wolfman Williams? Uh, can we just say, Ryan Girdler is an incredibly unattractive man. <laughs> but he was known as the Gurgler. Well, the Daily Telegraph feels we've lost our mojo in terms of appreciating our top rugby league talent, in inverted commas. And so we've pulled together a short list of our 20 most attractive players. Now, I'll get to the short list in just one second. But first, we need to talk about the expert panel that they assembled for this uh, very important task. Can I just, before we get on to that, sorry, can I just ask, like, because in my opinion... I, there's no way I could name 20 NRL players, and I watch every game every week. <laughs> there's no way I could name 20 rugby league players who are not just like neutral, but are like repulsive. <laughs> I, cu- I couldn't name 20 that didn't disgust me to look at. They're, they're, they are arguably the least attractive sports to look at in terms of faces and I'm not even sure it's arguable. Body. It's just obviously true. Yeah, very, very mushed, very aggressive. Like there's nothing... You know, nothing you really sort of lust after, really, is it? Even if you start attractive, you do not finish the, your career looking good. No. There's no way. It's not possible. So, who did they have, Nave? I think that it's a really good point. So, we need an absolute expert panel. Uh, mm. This is what the Daily Telegraph came up with. Chick Management's Mimi O'Brien. Oh, thank That's God. <laughs> they got Mimi? They got Mimi? <laughs> yeah, they got Mimi, dude. They got the Mimi O'Brien? <laughs> wow. Uh, reality stars Jules Robinson, who was from <laughs> that fucking Married at First Sight show. Oh, is she that redheaded Jules? woman? Yeah. Robinson. Oh, yeah. I do know who she is. Uh, we've got Ellie Miles and Abby Chatfield. Don't know who they are. Mm. Also from reality TV, I believe. Yeah, okay. Never heard of them. We've got model Simone Holtznagel. 
Simone's in there. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nathan, are you reading an expert panel or have you segued into a game of uh, Peter Pettahoo? Because these sound uh, these sound like made up Harry Potter names. I it promise like you, Nathan Nathan this is NRL news. Peter Pettahoo <laughs> might come later in the pod, but it's completely separate. And also rounding it out is uh, the aforementioned Telegraph journalist, Jonathan J. Mo Moran. So... Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very big panel. How are they going to f- um, find a consensus? I know. Oh, my well, God. Look up. Okay. I'm sorry, but look up Jonathan Moran. And this is a very like fucking stones in glass houses situation. Good Lord. He looks like he looks like someone's got the pinch feature on like Photoshop and just pinched his face all into the center. <laughs> He would not make my top my list of top 20 hottest oh uh, NRL journos. We have to do, maybe for the pod, a rank me off. We got to rank the top 20 hottest <laughs> Daily Telegraph columnists. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Oh, oh my God, well, I just saw it. <laughs> let's, let's do that. Does Joe, does Joe Hildebrand still write for them? Because he, oh God. There's some terrible heads in there. So anyway, mm. I don't think, I think it is a little bit, you know, it's not that funny just to, pay out everyone's appearance. God knows we've done that enough on this pod anyway. But I will mention no. a few of the people on the top 20 shortlist. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if Blake Ferguson's in there, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> well, he didn't quite make the cut. I think he was 21. Honorable okay. mention. But we do have, of course, Nathan Cleary. Um, you are kidding. <laughs> Nathan Cleary. I'm sorry. My, my girlfriend, she's not a huge NRL fan. But, you know, we live in the same apartment, obviously. So, she, if, if he's on the TV, she literally, is, like, gets scared <laughs> walking past the TV. Because they zoom in on him so often. You are kidding. He's and not good looking. His chin is, is ludicrous. No, it, it really is. It's like, he's on the precipice of being attractive. It looks like a, it looks like a fake chin. It looks like someone's doing a disguise. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a Sasha Baron Cohen character. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Well, speaking of that uh, good use of chin putty, we've also got, ooh, Angus Crichton. Mm. Oh, Jesus. We've got- I think he used to be all right, but again, he's gone through the machine that yep. is a rugby league career, and now he just looks... He's got that allegedly very roided up looking chin and neck. Allegedly. Uh, and then, yeah, very allegedly. <laughs> we've got uh, Mr. Sexy himself, Tom Burgess. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got a massive hog, right? We've spoken about that. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. And they yeah. mentioned that in the article... Um, oh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> but um, and then also they've got Dylan Brown, who's this, uh, who's plays for the Eels. Oh, yeah. He's but pretty his, good looking, isn't he? The photo that they've chosen, he's like snarling at the camera, like, <laughs> like really <laughs> aggressively. So why did they choose that one? But anyway, so we don't need to go through uh, all their workings out. But I just want to bring you a quote from the panelists on the winner. So the winner was Joseph Manu. Who I'll oh, yeah. pay that attractive man, pretty good looking guy, yeah. Um, but here's what Judge Mimi O'Brien had to say about the winner, Joseph Manu. He has the height and the Islander mix that is very current right now. <laughs> 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 so true. Islanders it's very in right now. Very in. It's very his actual in. race, you idiot. <laughs> it's not the <laughs> trend. He didn't do it as a fashion statement. <laughs> She says, handsome all-round commercial appeal as well. What does that mean? I, I don't even know, Andrew. Well, it's because Islanders are in right now. And he's really pulling that off. That island. He's really going for that Islander look. 
A wise choice. He's nailed that Islander look. Yeah. I'd like to know what uh, what races are, are out right now. What's uncool? <laughs> uh, I think Chinese is not that in. No. A lot of animosity towards them. Yeah. Unfortunately yeah. for us, Reedan, um, we're not very I know. in. Hey, actually, speaking of that, Nathan, I don't know. How are the Jews going? Ooh, we might have to very quickly do a, a segment of... Um, Scared Potter. Jewish. Um, <laughs> I'll just see how the Israeli-Palestinian hostilities are going. Provide a quick update. Oh, yep, very badly still, Andrew. Very badly. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you guys okay, aren't. Okay. I don't think yeah. anyone. I don't think any one of us is going to be winning the NRL's top hunkiest bachelor or whatever they call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just the wrong race. I think that's why. Our race Otherwise, is totally passe. <laughs> Good lord um, um, Speaking of disgusting ghouls What about Barnaby Joyce getting back in? Oh I think this is This is a great day for Australia It really is And a great day for this pod Do, do you want to explain maybe Because there are Obviously um, an, an international uh, Troop of listeners Who wouldn't understand Anything Probably what we said For the last 10 minutes But also especially now When we say Barnaby Joyce So I can give you A very brief rundown Essentially There's two main parties uh, in this country There's the Labour Party uh, And then there's Well they're not one party It's the Coalition uh, Which is the conservative side of politics in our country And that's made up of the Liberal Party And the Nats The Nationals And the Nationals are like the junior party in the Coalition And they are Mostly represent the regions And they are Predominantly fucking completely batshit insane uh, And so they have They used to have a guy called Barnaby Joyce as the head of their party, and that's kind of where uh, things really started going downhill for them. Uh, then he was forced to resign when it came out that despite the fact that he had publicly espoused, you know, values of family and that gay people should definitely not be allowed to ever, you know, make eye contact with each other or whatever, <laughs> um, it then came out that he'd been cheating on his wife and family with some young, I think she was a staffer or she was someone in his office essentially, and that she was pregnant. He was made to stand down. Uh, he was then uh, replaced by bumbling moron, but kind of, you know, relatively affable Michael McCormack, just a real big goofball. Uh, and then today, Barnaby Joyce, after a couple of years in the wilderness, has returned um, with a big old machete to fucking, you know, <laughs> lop his head off. And so now Barnaby's back. He's one of the most psychotic people in the parliament. Um, and I am, I couldn't be more excited. He's also extremely red. <laughs> he is. What you've skipped over here, and I think maybe we have touched uh, on it in earlier pods, is he is truly one of the least attractive humans uh, God has ever created. He, it re- he really he's sort is. of like warm ham if it became a person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we had a whole segment on Barnaby Joyce's affair. The main yeah. thrust of it being who the hell agreed to have sex with this man. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. We did talk about that, didn't we? Because he, uh, he's a sweaty, well, he's, he's like a sweaty him. hot mess, isn't he? Like, it's like he's the sort of guy you, you imagine like stumbles into the party room and he like trips over and he like spills his bacon and egg burger like all over his shirt and he's like sweating. He's like, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I'm late. Like, oh, fucking, oh, God damn, like the bloody. And he's just like, oh, totally. trips over his own shoelaces. I'm so glad yeah. he's back in the mix. His, his skin looks hot to the touch. <laughs> 
He's an extremely florid individual, and um, I think you know, for a man from the region, it feels like the kind. It feels like maybe at some point in his childhood, he came across a bush pig and said, "That's that's my hero. That's <laughs> that's who I want to be." Um, this just squealing, um, fucking you know, rabid swine. Uh, and I have to say, Barnaby, you've absolutely nailed the brief. Well done to you, and um, you've been rewarded with the deputy prime ministership of this country. And I have to say, it's actually incredibly fitting that a, an actual, you know, roast pig of a man is the um, is the second in charge of this country. Because you know what? It's not just him. Most people here are fucking disgusting. So that uh, that for all our international <laughs> listeners, I hope that that's given you an insight into not just Barnaby, but also our just um, degenerate society uh, and all the awful uh, constituents. Um, I would love. Did, I, don't know. I would love Andrew to run for office and just neg his way into the prime ministership. <laughs> just be like, "You disgusting pigs! You sicken me!" <clears throat> Vote for me. It wouldn't even be negging though, because it would just be you know. Outright abuse <laughs> Negging is a little more subtle I think calling a man a um, florid pig Is not really what Neil Strauss had in mind <laughs> <laughs> oh, But he's back So, you know Happy days for us Just, I'm sure Watch this space I'm sure he's going to pop back up uh, in It's this pretty pod. cool that we've been able to We've been able to kind of track his His um, you know, the trials and tribulations of the man on this podcast. Because it's been going for so long now. Like, as you say, we were there for the fall and now we're here for the triumphant return. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been doing this long <coughs> enough, this podcast long enough that a man's entire political career can fall to pieces and then rebuild Regenerate. itself. Oh my God. And we've, uh, we've only gotten through a third of a book. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. could literally tell the story of the rise and fall of the Roman Empire just <laughs> yeah. just by going one word a week like at the end of the pod. We'll get there. Oh. All right. Very good. Speaking of, we intro of the pod? <laughs> intro the pod? Yep, intro the pod. <laughs> yeah. This is the Paging Mr. Potter podcast where we talk about all your favorite Harry Potter topics, eating puss, eating ass, awful politicians. Um, Ridden, I wish you were just merely um, exaggerating there, but that's a genuine <laughs> summary of what we've been talking about like the past... 120 weeks. That's that's basically totally. it. You're up to date. And the three little piggies that are bringing it to you are me, Piggy in Chief, Reed and Lee, uh, and my two little piggy friends, Nathan <coughs> Saad and Andrew Quo. Hello. Oh, and we also talk about John... Uh, the Cougar Melon Camp. <laughs> <laughs> every week. Every, every week. <laughs> and boy, oh did he love it. Up the bottom. All right. Page 120. <laughs> 120, guys. That's what we're up to. Yes. Um, we're into the <laughs> terrible 120s. <laughs> At the end of page 119 to catch you up. Um, the, I guess the biggest takeaway, nothing happened. Harry was getting marched to the office or some shit by Professor McGonagall. Mm. Uh, and then we learned that he he really didn't want to become Hagrid. He thought he thought uh, not very much of Hagrid because of his social status. Yeah, not to his face, of course. Very kind to him to his face, but um, inside, uh, really didn't yeah didn't think much of the man. No, Professor McGonagall. Po- oh, that's right. And then they met uh, Wood, 
who Harry thought might have been a cane, but was um, Oliver Wood a boy? It was obviously mm. a human boy. <laughs> of course. Yep. Because of course it was. Because it wouldn't <coughs> have made any sense. Reading, go on. <laughs> All right. Professor McGonagall pointed them into a classroom that was empty except for Peeves, who was busy writing rude words on the blackboard. So <laughs> Peeves has popped back. What words do you reckon he's writing? Um, so Peeves is like a ghost So he's probably like thousands and thousands of years old So he's probably doing cunt <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, uh, Those can't stay in the uh, finished product But uh, thank you for saying them for me and Nathan Hey But maybe, hey, maybe Maybe Peeves was, uh, you know, executing a hate crime. Uh, <laughs> if you were wondering, uh, Ridden said mud blood. Um, that's uh, yeah. what we oh, had to bleep dog. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Yeah. Uh, yep, moving on. <laughs> Peeves, she barked. Get out of here, you little rascal. And then Peeves threw the chalk into the bin and swooped out cursing. So he's... I don't, what, I don't know what he was expecting. Like, if you're going to swoop into her room and write those awful, awful, unspeakable words, uh, mm. obviously she's going to be a bit angry. Potter, this is Oliver Wood. Wood, I've found you a seeker. Are you serious, Professor? Absolutely, says Professor McGonagall crisply. Crisply. <laughs> the boys are natural. <laughs> sure. The boys are natural. I've never seen anything like it. Was that your first time on a broomstick, Potter? Uh, Harry said it was, didn't know what was going on, but he's happy he's not going to get expelled, it seems like. He caught that thing in his hand after a 50-foot dive, Professor McGonagall told Wood. Didn't even scratch himself. Charlie Weasley couldn't have done Fuck, it. pretty brutal. Um, that means nothing to us, obviously. Don't know yeah. about <laughs> Charlie Weasley's ability to play <laughs> Quidditch. Ever seen a game of Quidditch, Potter? He asked excitedly. Woods captain of the Gryffindor team, McGonagall explained. Should I feels like should have done all of this at the start. He's just the build for a seeker too. Light, speedy, and we'll have to get him a decent broom, Professor. A Nimbus two thousand or a clean sweep seven, I'd say. And then um <laughs> still nothing. There's still nothing to say. Jeez. I'd love to. I mean, I guess I could comment on like the disparity and like excitement that um, you know the Nimbus two thousand title um, evokes, as opposed to the or was it the Clean Sweep seven? Yep. But I mean, that's not a very interesting point. And the Clean I'm Sweep. Doing my best here, brother. The, the, the Clean Sweep seven sounds like a broom that's actually made for sweeping, not for flying. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's <laughs> what Filch uses. To tidy up. <laughs> oh, we got you the clean sweep set. Oh, this is sick. Thank you so much, McGonagall. Yeah, get to work. So, do you reckon they actually do use brooms for just tidying up? And also, like, because they're probably fucking expensive if they also are used. Oh, this isn't <laughs> interesting either. I think it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm sorry. I'm with Nathan. It's not interesting. <laughs> we don't want to go into the, the cleaning habits of Hogwarts. Uh, I think we've already spoken about it many times. That's the depressing thing. They've got brooms, but don't use them for sweeping. Brooms, yeah, brooms everywhere, but not a dust to sweep. <laughs> <laughs> not a dust to sweep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, 
I shall speak to Professor Dumbledore and see if we can't bend the first year rule. Heaven knows we need a better team than last year. Flattened in that last match by Slytherin, I couldn't look Severus Snape in the face for weeks. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine Severus Snape getting so excited about the Quidditch. That seems in keeping with this character. I'm sure he's an absolute soccer hooligan at the fucking Quidditch. The man who says about four words in the whole book. Okay, well, that's good. I think we should get rid of the page. (laughs) Honestly, would anyone even notice? (laughs) I mean, talk about just phoning it in completely. Um, okay, well that's done. That's in the history books. Uh, you yeah, said yeah, you had no, a game. Oh, yeah, it's really one job. for the history books. That one. Yep, 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 yep. It's a good one. Yeah. All right. Do you want me to do the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do the d- the game from Jay. From Jay. <laughs> uh, okay. So Jay sent in this uh, game, and once again, thank you. This is like the third week in a row, I think, that a Potiphar sent in a fully fledged game. Yes, thank Finally you. sinking um, in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want this podcast to keep going, you got to do the work. He's also um, given us a title, um, which is Tom Movie Low Riddles. Oh, not bad. Yeah. So it's about movies. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's no Mad Eye movies, but you know. Well, yeah. He's not a pro like us. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you got to remember, we've got 120 weeks of experience here. I mean, that's true. You can't, you can't hope to, to match it with us. So, essentially, in this one, he describes a uh, movie or something that's like Harry Potter related, and you have to guess what the name of the movie is, mm-hmm. right? Pretty obvious. Potter puns. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's just get into it. All right. A hapless... So, the, he, he, he gives us like the... the Blurb, I guess, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. a hapless little twerp who got hot after puberty becomes friends with a humongous gorilla guy. King Kong. Yeah, King Kong something. Yeah, but it's a pun, obviously. So, oh. it's not just King Kong. <laughs> Imagine this. No, congratulations, King Kong. King Kong. That's right. <laughs> one nil to read it. <laughs> um, um, what was the first part? A yeah. hapless little twerp who got hot after puberty. Okay, so oh, Green Neville hot. Longbottom, but li- Neville. Yeah, so, so Neville Kongbottom. Yeah, it's Neville King Kongbottom. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Now that is stupid. Uh, <laughs> the day when all the dead bodies lying around got up. And one of them was that what dead What is Weasley this synopsis? This is very Look, I, this is straight from Jay's um, message. Sure. So it's a day when all of the dead bodies lying around got up, zombie style. I added that, <laughs> and one of them, and one of them was a Weasley. Let's, I'll make it a bit easier. It was a Weasley twin. Run of the dead. Oh, Dawn hey. of the Fred. Dawn of the Fred. Yes, I got it. Nathan got it. Dawn of the Fred. Dawn of the Fred. That's good. All right. Um, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Anyway, whatever. Maybe you guys will know it. Well, read and won't, obviously, but maybe you will, Nathan. Um, <coughs> the Wholesome Tale. Lilo and Snitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said read and won't know it. That's the one movie yeah, he yeah, does sorry. like. The Wholesome Tale of When the Gryffindor Quidditch Captain joins three earnest young dogs and cats trying to find their way home. W- okay. I think this one might be impossible. Is this the, <laughs> about the Isle of Dogs? Nah. Oh. Cats and Dogs, that movie? Cats, no, was it a Cats vs. Dogs? 
That movie was sick. Remember, it was like the cats were yes. evil and the, the, the <laughs> yeah. dogs were like, that was a hectic. I yeah, watched all those the sequels as well. I know you did. That had I big Spy that. Kids vibe. <clears throat> yes, fuck, I love Spy yeah. Kids. <laughs> we had the worst movies and music growing no, up. No, they were mad. <laughs> I've never Remember seen any flute? of these movies, but anyway. Floop is a psycho, help us, save us. Floop is a psycho. Okay. I don't know what that is, man. Floop is a madman, help us, save us. Floop is a madman, help us, save us. Actually, do you remember there was a movie, I do remember one really bad movie in that, in a similar vein when we were young called, I think it was called Toy Soldiers. Yes, And it was just yes. like anthropomorphized like army men toys. Yeah, I think it was really bad. Anyway, uh, that was uh, anyway that one was Home Oliver Wood Bound. Oh, Home, okay. Home Wood Home Bound. Bound. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that. that's pretty fucking good. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> I'm going to be honest. Again, you're not going to be able to get this because you don't know the characters. But Draco Malfoy's alliterative female mate. So try and think of who that could be. Draco Malfoy's alliterative female mate um, gets fucked up in a dinosaur island zoo place. It's Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. So who's Draco Malfoy's alliterative female mate? Can you give us the letter that she starts with? P. It's a P. <clears throat> Pansy Parkinson. Okay, so maybe reading what you could do is combine those two things very <laughs> cleverly. <laughs> really, you've got it. Jura- Jurassic Pansy Parkinson. <laughs> yeah, Pansy Jurassic Parkinson. Oh, Pansy, God. yeah. All right, anyway, okay, let's get it back on track. So much of this um, pod is just complete babble. Like, it's just random words, honestly. It's like, nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> people Out still enjoy it. Crazy. <laughs> Apparently people like it, yeah. Numbers are going up, so, you know. Um, <clears throat> Can I just oh, yeah. say, these are quite good, but it's fucking hard. No, I, I mean, look, people have sent in stuff before that's bad, um, and yeah. I, I just ignore them. But th- I thought this one was really good, but the it's puns just, are very, it, it they're is They're very high-quality puns. Yeah, the exactly. only issue is our low quality Harry Potter knowledge. <laughs> yeah, if you're all gonna right, write right. in, you got to tailor it to our exact <laughs> level of Harry Potter, Harry Potter knowledge. When a transfiguration specialist fakes her own death to frame her cheating partner, this is a movie that came out a few years ago. It had um, Ben Affleck and what's her name, McGon um, Girl. Yep, McGonagall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McGonagall. Uh, last one, right? Last one. Last one. This is getting very um, derailed. Um, <clears throat> this one, I love this one. Civilizations all around Earth are overrun by countless clones of greasy potions masters. And then they remember they live on Earth when they see the clones crawling all over the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. It was Earth all along. Yeah. Planet of the Snakes. Planet of the Snipes. <laughs> oh, well done, Nathan. Very good. Planet of the Snipes. <laughs> That's fucking great. Hey, great game, Jay. Jay. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, thanks Jay. Jay. Great game. Um, thanks, Gus, for last week. Thanks, Scoops, for the previous Scoops. week. Uh, who's going to be next week's game contributor? Not us. So maybe you should do it, dear listener. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just getting a short pod. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, while we're talking about some of the Potiphar contributions from recent weeks, I'm going to do something that we've never done on this podcast before. Okay. And something that's very hard for us to do, but I'm going to say sorry. We have to, we owe one particular Potiphar an apology. To the potophiles, the stinky potophiles, we're going to apologize to them. I know, and it pains me to say this, Rudin. I mean, this is obviously killing me. 
But two weeks ago, we did receive a rather puzzling... <laughs> I would say terrifying. Uh, Tom Riddle. Oh, you're talking about that email that was in your junk mail. It was an email that went direct to the junk mail of my personal email mm. address. Yeah, terrifying. puzzling's one word you could use. <laughs> it was Harrowing. Very, very, very strange indeed. However... We've also been somewhat traumatized by potophiles in the past, I think it's fair to say, and we did not react well. We were extremely (laughs) mean to this particular person. (laughs) It was brutal listening. I went back and listened to it. I did not enjoy what I heard. Anyway, the potophile that we owe a big apology to... You can say that every week. One and only... This is going to hurt as well, guys, because it's one of our favorite all-time potophiles. Potophile Rick Scully. (laughs) 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 Who created his own <laughs> fake email address, Tom Riddle sixty nine at Yahoo? Um, he sent in the the Tom Riddle, which I'll repeat in just a moment. But first, let me just say, so oh. sorry. Okay, well that does make sense then that he had your email address because you know full disclosure, we actually do know Potiphar Rick Scully. It wasn't like most as of the sinister as we thought, around. and he even did say um, in revealing himself to me. Uh, he said, I was trying to write like a creepy Voldemort kind of guy, but it came off way pedo. <laughs> well, mission accomplished, um, Potiphar Rick. My skin was crawling um, and I, you know, had to shower immediately after the pod. So thank you. We actually had t- messages of concern. Like we had, um, I think it might have been uh, Bushrat who was like, uh, who threw up some suggestions as to who, who she thought might I don't know what am I what is happening in this like what sentence Bushrat thought he'd crossed the line so that should tell well, you actually, something actually speaking of which you know um, Potiphar J that wrote in and we don't know Potiphar J, J uh, but he he said um, after he sent in the game he said don't you fucking dare say my name but then he also <laughs> said no association with that creepy Tom Riddle emailer either thought you <laughs> yes. ought to know <laughs> if there's a Potiphar's so it's shook constantly the whole Potiphar universe. <laughs> it did. I, uh, like, <laughs> there was another message from um, uh, Potiphar Tom, who's written in before, previously Doc's Tom, as he's now known. Um, he mm. was like, "Oh, that was a really like terrifying message. Like, is that the? Is <laughs> that the <laughs> but you know um, what it I is written. Every one of the Potiphar's knows they have the similar creepy energy, and so like, yeah, yeah. they've yeah. got kind of a guilty conscience." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I did suspect I suspected all of those people that you just mentioned and more. Well, that's the thing. It was so hard to rule anyone out, wasn't it? (laughs) Near impossible, Andrew. But I think that the least we can do, in fairness to Potiphar Rick, is to reopen the cold case file and I'm going to read out the um, Tom Riddle. It's still... Sure. I mean, I do remember it it was beautifully constructed. It was just incredibly creepy. But it was, but it was like a very well put together... Riddle. I mean, I don't know the answer. Could be one of the best. So here it is. This poor little boy has juniper on his breath. (laughs) I just. I already hate it. I already hate it. I hate it so much. I even knowing that it's Rick, it makes it's worse. It's worse. Little. You should almost never say the phrase "little boy." (laughs) (laughs) I agree. There's no reason. Okay, this apology is getting less and less sincere, but. This poor little boy has juniper on his breath with some mosquitoes on the horizon, those pesky carriers of death. I'll do my bit and lather him up. We must no, protect his there. precious skin. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Be safe, my little child, and listen to my soothing violin. Oh, my God. Oh, 
no, no, no. Shut it down. Shut oh. it down. I'm, apology retracted. I forgot how awful that was. That's Dude, terrible. Rick. Rick's a maniac. Oh, my God. That's one of the most fucked things I've ever heard. And, like, I like that you even tried to say it that time with a little bit of levity in your voice. <laughs> but... It didn't work at all. I was oh my truly God, disturbed and I hated it. I hated listening to it. There's an ick in the room that I'm in now that I can't <laughs> shake off. Oh, that was um, just as bad as I remembered. Well, um, <clears throat> love to hear your thoughts, Potterfiles, right in. I do like that this, this pod has almost become like a... Like a, it's a dialogue. Uh, like a dialogue, 100%. yeah, between us and the Potterfiles. Like we, we spend a lot of the pod talking... Uh, you know, referencing things the Potterfile sent in. And I do want to genuinely say thank you to the Potterfile. <laughs> it's a very Socratic podcast. Page it really is. Potter. I don't think any other pod spends as much time on the owl mail. <laughs> no. No, and with good reason. All right, time for Orders <laughs> of Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know, your run-of-the-mill broadcaster would just, you know, ignore that email. They wouldn't have read that out in the first place. <laughs> but not us. Because we're not scared, are we? No. Um, we, okay, we got to rate the page. Barnaby Joe's yes. returned. Sexy NRL news. Not a lot on the page. Might edit it out. Uh, um, <laughs> but an eventful week nonetheless. 15. Great. Love it. Yeah. Word of the week. Oh, yeah, just before we do word of the week. So we had a message. Another another podophile has been in touch. This is podophile Carl. Um, and he wrote in firstly to let us know that there's some uh, there's some stage play on at the moment where they're doing the whole seven Harry Potter books in 70 minutes. And he just said that's, that's embarrassing. No, you're I, supposed to go slowly, not fast. Yeah, losers. Have we taught them nothing? But the other thing he said was um, since State of Origin is in Brisbane next... He said, I think we need the Brisbane um, slash rugby remix of the Word of the Week song. Which you know I what's crazy? I yeah. know what he's talking about. Okay, because I didn't. I couldn't find it. Okay, well, thankfully, I <laughs> asked him. And he said, he went back, checked it out. It's uh, from episode 13. <laughs> Thank God. So, they won't even let us? us have any excuse for not going through with their crazy requests. <laughs> Uh, that's why I love the Potterfiles. All right, let's no, do it. I, I agree. And it's in the interest of rugby league news as well. So, yeah, it's important. Word of the week, dude. Three, two, one. Flory. Rick. <laughs> name o the page oh name for the page um i mean it's got to be barnaby related i think mm. harry potter and the return of the king brother that's a bit lord uh, of the ringsy what about ha- harry potter and the half cooked man because <laughs> don't you reckon he's like a fetus that like hasn't quite ripened and it's just like came out early he does look half cooked as well like literally half cooked like i know he's half cooked in the brain but he's he looks half cooked well, that's yes. perfect he's, he's unfinished he's an unfinished man yeah he could be the half cooked prince he is yeah. the prince he's the prince of darkness but he's the, <laughs> he's the prince harry potter and the half cooked prince that's i love good. it um, Dumbledore go out and fuck a bobcat or whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Not bobcatter, a bobcat. <laughs> I know we sometimes do get political on the on the pod, but 
<laughs> yeah, we do get... Look, we do sometimes do dabble in politics. Do sodomize a feline, though. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stress that enough. Dumble, don't... Um... I love that you're like, we, we do sometimes get a bit political. As if, like, Lee Sales has ever been on a 7.30 report, like... <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'll leave you with this. Go out there and fuck Bob Catter. <laughs> but imagine someone had misheard our advice and went out and fucked Bob Catter. I mean... If he's anything like the cougar, the cougar and the catter, then he might love it. <laughs> the cougar and the catter. Would listen to that podcast. Oh, God. We do need a Dumble Don't, though. Sorry to... <clears throat> sorry to get serious again, but... Um, Maybe Dumble don't send in um, crazy Tom Riddles no, without no, just doing, no, a, no. doing a proofread. <laughs> <laughs> but then what would we talk about? Okay, fine. Keep sending them in. My bad. Oh, what about um, Dumble don't be a race or nationality or ethnicity that's not in fashion. Just don't <laughs> yes, be it. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Don't um, be yeah. It. <laughs> that's great. Uh, okay. We made it. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for writing in. It honestly does make our day. Um, please don't be <laughs> too intimidated by the horrible treatment that we dish out to the <laughs> podophiles. We actually love all of you somewhat. And and every listener gets a gift. <laughs> yeah. Every Everyone that writes in gets a gift. Yeah, that's right. Um, abuse on a, on a, <laughs> um, <clears throat> on a public uh, podcast. And hey, you know what? Go check out our Instagram sometimes we yeah. do things on I put that awful Instagram story up last uh, couple of days ago yeah even that was yeah that was awful was that too much it was on the cusp of too <laughs> much yeah. yeah yeah it was it certainly wasn't too little <laughs> all right well um let's leave it there thanks bye bye bye, bye.